All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, some classic tunes as the con man is uh, continuing to expand the uh, musical choices here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show. Presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Check it out online, whether you uh, play lottery. And, of course, if you want, if you're feeling lucky, Lotto Max every uh, Tuesday and uh, Friday. And uh, there's the opportunity to have a little bit of a, a game changer. 17 mil tonight. Up for grabs. Check it out. PlayAlberta.ca. I'm Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Halley. You can always get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440. You can email us, gregor at sports1440.ca, connor at sports1440.ca in our Jiffy Lube inbox. The uh, Edmonton orders, if you missed it, uh, PTO today, Adam Ernie is uh, on a PTO, so that's three for the Edmonton orders. Big uh, six foot two, 200-pound winger has spent the, uh, the last few years with the Detroit Red Wings. I think it's... Out of the three PTOs, I might give him the longest shot uh, to make it. But another body in camp, another veteran. So uh, if uh, Jay Woodcroft doesn't want to uh, use too many of his uh, veterans, he's got uh, three guys on PTOs and a few others that will qualify. So that's good news. Uh, the uh, rookie camp roster is there. Not a lot of draft picks. Really, uh, you know, two draft picks on the, on the blue line. The rest are camp invites. I think there's uh, eight forwards, including Borgo and Tulio and uh, Savoy. Uh, Matt Bay and a few others, Petrov. So uh, we'll get to all of that in the spec report now brought to you by GS Construction. 
And uh, they just want to apologize for creating traffic headaches for people. They're working on some pretty high-profile areas like Stony Plain Road and uh, the Yellowhead. So uh, be patient, and they hope to have it all solidified sooner than later. That's GS Construction. Mark Spector from Sportsnet joins us. Spec, good afternoon. How you doing? What's going on, Jay? Hey, buddy, just living the dream, man. It's a terrific Tuesday. So it was uh, great. We had a lot of fun. Sean Brown making his uh, co-hosting debut today uh, was very good. It was even great. Berkey called him out, so that was fantastic. Gets him into it, says, hey, let's get some questions going. So uh, typical Burke. It was classic. Uh, quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the orders another I mentioned last week I heard rumblings that they were, you know looking at maybe bringing in another guy and it turns out that uh, Adam Ern is uh, Ernie is going to come in from uh, Detroit. If I have to ranking Sutter Gagne, he's number three for me. I, I think he's more of a guy that I think is almost destined if he's going to get a deal to start in the American League if he's interested or if the orders are interested. Yeah, he's uh, he's a guy that's still got some years left in his career. He's not. You know, he's not looking at it like this is it for me. No. Uh, obviously couldn't get a contract. So, uh, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know everything about Adam Ernie and the way he plays. I, I just looked him up and looked at his stats. He's six one, which means he's probably six foot. Uh, he's a 10, 11 goal guy. He's a left winger. You know, this smells very much like um, the Oilers be real happy if you felt like going to the minors and playing in Bakersfield, but more so it's like there's got to be a personal relationship here probably uh, between maybe Holland and the agent or maybe Holland and the player. We're going to give you a camp to go to. We could use a veteran to take some pressure off our veterans. And when it's over, maybe you'll get a contract somewhere else. Maybe you play in Edmonton. If a guy like maybe there's an injury, who knows, Jay, but I don't see a lot of room for Adam Ernie on this roster. Do you? Yeah, Rich Winter is his agent, and uh, I had spoke to Rich earlier in the summer, and you know he had mentioned that you know what he looked at, he thought, hey, maybe there was a fit here, and obviously coming in on a PTO. I think a lot of people look at the order's depth chart, and they see that if you believe in yourself that there's an opportunity, because really, like you know, one injury away, and you know, Yanmark Kossin both started last year in the American League, and both guys were. You know, we're, we're regulars down the stretch and into the playoffs. Obviously, Yanmark unfortunately broke his foot. Otherwise, that guy's an everyday guy in your lineup. So I, I still think some people look and say, Hey, you know what? It's not a lock that your fourth line left winger and center and right winger are going to be guaranteed every night guys. So let's come to the camp. Uh, you know, Edmonton's an enticing place to be because there's a chance to win. And some, and the other thing is if you get on a good team, look at clean Costin. You get noticed more spec on the Edmonton orders circa 2023 than you do on the Edmonton orders circa 2010 to 16. There's no debate about that because the team has more success. Likely there's better players at every position. So you can have more success. And, you know, look at got clean cost in a, a $2 million contract. Right. So now I'm not saying that Ern's going to do the same thing because I don't think he has the toughness of uh, Costin. He's not a fighter like Costin is, but you know, he's put together similar size, right? thick guy you know can bang bodies a bit like that so he'll come to camp uh, i agree with you I, I think it's a little bit of a of a long shot at, at this point for him um switching to the uh, rookie tournament borgo is going and i think it's a mm-hmm. smart decision for him to go um i i think if i'm borgo the message to me is i go to this rookie camp i want to dominate gain some confidence get noticed so when i come to main camp i'm getting in a few preseason games yeah, uh, I think the, the the most recent example of that is uh, Philip Broberg. He went there last year, and to be honest, 
at first I was at the tournament last year. First I thought he's just playing this thing in a rocking chair because he's so much better than everybody else. But as the tournament went on, I started to change my look and think he's just playing not to get hurt. You know, he went to that tournament and, and did not stand out one single bit among a bunch of rookies. He didn't help himself. You know, he came to camp and he didn't have anything to build off. Penticton, he got nothing out of Penticton, Philip Broberg. I agree with you. If you're going to go there and you're going to be one of the higher pedigree guys, well, if I'm if I'm Xavier Borgo, go there and score three or four goals. Come into camp with some, you know with some confidence. Have people talking about you. Take the you know if they're going to send you there, he's not in a position to say no. He's he's a, played more American League games than most guys at that tournament. Uh, he should be able to dominate, and he should dominate. If he doesn't, uh, I'm going to ask why. Yeah, no, it's fair. And then you look at, you know, other guy, Tulio, uh, similar thing, you know, Mave Petrov, now he's turning pro. Uh, you know, another guy who, who was in the American League last year in, in Savoy will be there. And uh, I know he has always had a good shot. Uh, I talked to some guys who he was shooting on this summer, and they think, man, they think his shot's really improved even more. So that's something to watch for. If he gets an opportunity, he can rip it. So we'll kind of see about that. Uh, on the back end, there's really, you know, like Bo Akey. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch him, but we all know he's going back to junior. And then the rest, basically, other than Max Wainer, who's likely going back to junior as well. And and I really like Max Wainer, I'll tell you. I think for, for Oiler yeah. fans who are going to watch this tournament – Watch Wainer on the back end. I think you're going to be really impressed. This guy is a, is a great late developer. He can skate like the wind. He is so raw. And uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to become in a few years. Well, it's a funny tournament. I've covered a ton of them. I love going there. It's, a, it's like baseball spring training. Yeah. Everybody's around. We all have time to chat as a journalist. You know, a couple of years ago, I watched a half a hockey game with my foot up on the rail next to Daryl Sutter, just talking hockey for, you know, an hour. Uh, I sit down with Ken Holland at a picnic table for a coffee at 830 in the morning along Lake Okanagan and get a real good story. It's a great place for a journalist, hockey journalist to start their hockey season. Uh, it's kind of goofy for players because – it's a whole bunch of guys coming in from different teams and different leagues and different levels with different expectations and summer draft picks. And some guys are just signed for that tournament. Like everybody's just bringing in some kids for that tournament on sort of that version of a PTO. And those kids are playing pretty hard because they're trying to get noticed. There's a bunch of scouts there every year. So there's not a lot of teamwork. The systems play is kind of weird <laughs> because it's, there's not enough time to learn a system, right? Yeah. So what needs, you know, the, if, if it was my son going there and I was telling him one thing, I would say, son, obviously you got to be a good team player and prove that you're, you know, you can't be selfish, but don't go there trying to fit in with the team. Go there trying to do the best individual job you can stand out. You got two games. You're going to get probably uh, do everything you can to get noticed. There's lots of time to be a great teammate and, and learn systems and, and all those things down the road. This isn't that kind of place. The guys we walk out of there talking about are the guys who score and the guys who dominate, not the guys who, you know, made a good head man pass, right? Mark Spector joins us. Uh, Speck, what do you make of this Babcock phone story from Biznasty? And then Babcock responds, Jenner responds. What do you make of it? 
Well, it's about the characters in this thing for me. Babcock's got a track record of doing some goofy stuff, so that's what opens the can to the story, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a big bisonette believer here, pal. I'm here to tell you, guys who journalists or guys in his position who get all their stuff from unknown texters who, you know, we don't have any real sources here. It's just old buddies of his like Mike Commodore who's had an axe to grind against Babcock for years and years and years. Uh, you won't probably find me falling on the bisonette side of this, put it that way. I don't know Boone Jenner real well, but his reputation is he's an awfully solid citizen. And he, he said that it was kosher and cool. So I guess I want more facts before I'm going to tell you who I think is right. Uh, you know, because Babcock, he does things. He walks a different path than a lot of coaches. You know that, Jay. Yeah, no, that's so, fair. But I, I'll tell you what. The guy, I won't blindly believe, uh, believe Biz Nasty because I think he's wrong as often as he's right. The, I think there's a chance that Boone Jenner is telling the truth. That his interaction with Mike Babcock is exactly how it went down, right. but, which leads the door open to, you know, Biz Nasty saying that there's other players because it's easy to ask the you know a veteran about his family if you have kids. Well, what are you asking the 19 and 20 year old? Well, they don't have kids, so you know if you're asking for their phone allegedly, then I wonder how it plays out. So you know, I, I wonder if allegedly. if there's a, a, a bit of truth on both sides. Right. Right. In what context are you saying? Yeah. Hey, show me a couple of pictures of what you did this summer. Yeah, I agree with you. That's fine. Just let the kids select them. I don't mind that. If he's grabbing the phone and scrolling through them all by himself, well, that's a complete invasion of privacy. Yes. By all accounts, that's not what happened. If the question is, hey, you got a, a girlfriend, you have a, a, your parents. Did you go to the lake this summer? Give me a picture of the lake. I'm trying to get to know you here. Yeah. I don't mind any of that stuff. No, I would so agree with you. There's a lot of context that Biz Nasty's not giving us. Yeah. So it will. All I know is regardless of what happened now, it's it's the last thing you'd want if you're in Columbus. They're coming off a terrible year. They got a new coach. And, and now, as Sean Brown talked about, like you've only got so much energy. So now you're going to waste some energy having to address this because either way, you're going to have to address it to the team. Yep, that's true. It is. It's bad energy. Aaron Portsline is a piece in the athletic on this thing today. Uh, I would say he's a very even handed journalist who doesn't get fooled. So, you know what? Let's let this thing cook down a little bit and see where we end up. But I agree with you and Brownie. Uh, this is just some drama. Camp hasn't even started yet, man. And there's already drama in Columbus. Not what the Blue Jackets need. Uh, one last one for you, Spec. Um, the uh, the Oilers Hall of Fame committee gets together and meets tomorrow. Yes. And uh, people will submit one name. And then everything goes to a vote. And you have to get nine out of 11 votes to uh, to be honored. You can have a maximum of, uh, of th- three people or two. I think it's two now. It's three the first year. Okay. So you, okay. I mean, but you only get one vote. So if you get one vote, who would be your one vote to go up on the Ooh. Oilers uh, Wall of Fame, uh, the Wall of Honor? Okay, wait. Let or me the Ring of Honor. Something. You only get one vote, but there's two guys that are going to go up, right? No, well, no, no. You, it's like you have to get nine. Everybody, let's say, let's say you recommend Ryan Smith, like last year. Right. Then once the people are recognized, then everybody has a voting process and you vote for and if you want to vote in two players or two people, you can vote in two in one order. This guy's one. This guy's two. And then they all have to get nine out of 11 people have to vote for someone to get in. Right. 
So that that's how it works. So you know what? If it's Ryan Smith and they go around the table and everyone's like, yeah, okay, he's in. Well, he got in. So, but you get one vote. Who would you put forth? Is how it works. Who would you put forth? Okay. If I had one vote, I'm really torn between two guys. Um, I think that if I had one vote, I would have to vote for Charlie Huddy. Because Char- did Charlie not win five cups? In he Edmonton? did. He did. Uh, and I don't think I need to say any more than that. He was the great unsung defenseman on that team. Okay. And absolutely deserving. Charlie Huddy's my guy. And now here's my asterisk. I'm kind of sick of honoring all those old guys all the time. I think this new wall came up because we're trying to integrate like Smitty last year. So I want to say to you that my horse race is Charlie Heidi here and Doug Waite right here. Okay. Uh, Doug Waite to me is of, of the non-glory days Oilers. He's the next guy to go in, the first guy to go in, uh, and absolutely deserving. But – he didn't win five Stanley Cups in an Oilers jersey, and Charlie Heidi did. So I got to tell you, for me, it's Charlie Heidi, then Doug Wade. Is that fair? All right. That is fair. You kind of cheated because you only get one, but you said two. So that's nice. Uh, Spec, have yourself okay. a great day. We will uh, chat with you tomorrow. Hey, don't forget the Sports Central Bike Drive that we're sponsoring, Jay. The next three Saturdays, Bonnie Doon Mall, Londonderry Mall, Revolution Cycle, United Cycle. You're pulling a bike out of your garage at the end of the summer, folks. Make sure you bring it down there for Sports Central, one of the next three Saturdays. And it doesn't, and it can be one that's, you know, not necessarily in best working condition because you have the expert technicians who will spend all winter to soup it up. So, yeah, if you have an old bike and maybe kids are, it's too small for some of you, or maybe you're like, it's too old, you want to get rid of it. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, Drop it off, uh, United Cycle, very central place and all those other locations. That'll be great. Uh, They're looking, I think, uh, the total bikes they wanted, was it a thousand bikes? Is that their goal? I think we're trying to get to a thousand bikes. Yeah. I know we do somewhere between twenty five hundred and three thousand bikes a year. That's amazing. Uh, we're looking for a head start. They all come in at the end, Jay. That's what happens. Yes, they all come in in the spring. We want them in the fall so we can get them fixed up over the winter and have them ready in the spring to give to kids. That's the plan here. Yeah, a little fall cleaning instead of spring cleaning. There you That's go. It. Little yeah. fall. Get that bike out of your garage. You can park your car in there in the winter, man. Come on. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's uh, Mark Spector and the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. So you get one vote, Texter. Who is your one nominee to go in to the uh, Orders of Ring of Honor in the in their Hall of Fame Ring of Honor? You get one. Don't be like Spec. Don't get me. Hey, there's lots of deserving, but you get one vote. Who would yours be? Text it. 833-401-1440. And uh, we'll return on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on 1440 and on Orders Nation YouTube. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, classic old school song. Welcome back, Tuesday edition. The Gregor Show with Connor Halley on Sports 1440. This is our sixth day back on air. And every day, things get a little bit smoother, a little bit crisper. Uh, con man and uh, Declan, they've got the FTP site. So uh, if you uh, miss part of the show, the uh, podcast will be up sooner now. So uh, that's great. And uh, that will keep getting uh, better. Uh, the next thing that we're going to work on, which really doesn't impact any of you, it's just us, is the uh, heat in the studio. Because uh, basically, I'm going to have to start wearing a muscle shirt. Wear some of those uh, 1980s and 90s junior high shorts because it is hot in here. Too hot, I tell you. Way too hot. Um, let's get to our uh, NHL report brought to you by G. Or sorry, um, Next Gen Transportation. They are a heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and huge supporter of numerous youth sports teams. Love giving back to the community. NextGenTransportation.com. Jason Greger, as we uh, welcome in, he makes his uh, debut uh, no, we're going to get him in a little a second, I guess. Uh, Derek, I saw I saw him in there. What happened? He was online. Now he's gone. I thought I saw him. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, DVD, he was there. I saw him. Now he's gone. So uh, somehow it disconnected. We'll get him back momentarily. Lots of texts flying in. This is a really good question because you only get one. And there's lots of, you know what, early in this, I think every year there's not going to be much debate. I think when you get into maybe years six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then there'll be a little bit of debate. Hey, what about this guy? Why isn't this person up on the uh, uh, the ring of honor for the uh, Edmonton owners? But uh, tomorrow the uh, committee will get together. And uh, here's how it works. So you show up as a member of the committee. And then it goes around the table. And each person presents their nominee. So, number one, they have to get nominated. If no one nominates them and the members don't talk to one another, they don't know who the other person is nominating. So, like last year, for instance, a few people had Ryan Smith presentation ready. Well, that just, you know, increases his odds of getting in. So, it's not like there's going to be 11 people nominated guaranteed every year. Some years there will be. Some years there won't. So, that's how it works. And uh, you present why, and obviously it's your job to make a compelling case for a player. Why do you think they should be up? You know, you, you look at their stats and history, and you know what? Some would, like Ryan Smith was, you know, that was kind of easy, I thought. Right? Uh, no debate. But then you get into some discussions, and Wayne Gretzky had a very passionate presentation for Lee Fogelin. And obviously it resonated with some of the voters because uh, Lee got in. Good for him. Uh, I remember uh, meeting Lee last year and, and talking to him at the uh, at, at the post uh, award after the game, 
and he was just he's such a humble man but like it really really meant a lot to him and his wife carol a uh, great lady we had a really good conversation and so uh you know it's it's fun to see people i i don't know who doesn't like to be honored you know some you feel a little bit awkward maybe but at the end of the day it feels pretty good so uh we got lots of uh picks coming in um uh bill ranford charlie huddy doug wait uh, george larack andy moog um, hey guys, I'm not even joking, but uh, I would put Pronger just for the one year is unreal. Yeah. To me, I think longevity matters. I think that's a, that's an important part for sure. Um, playing one year. Yeah. I, uh, great player, but there's one year. I, I don't know if that would be, if, you know, for me, I'm not sure that would, uh, necessarily uh, get my vote so hey guys Dougie Waits a great choice but one guy made me more excited in the playoffs back then than any other Todd Marchant from Shopcat in Ardrossan wow who doesn't remember Todd Marchant game 7 overtime breakaway blowing by Grant Ledyard scoring on a breakaway I think most Fans of that generation can still probably tell you exactly where they were when he scored. Because the previous four years, the orders didn't have a sniff. They were brutal. And then you come back and it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Let's bring in uh, Derek Van Deest from uh, NHL.com. Uh, covers the orders, the Flames, the Canucks, and the Winnipeg Jets. DVD, how you doing? Good, Jason. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm excellent. Happy to have you on board uh, every Tuesday on the show. So you get one vote. So let's start there. One player that you would nominate for the uh, Oilers Ring of Honor as they have the selection committee meeting tomorrow. Uh, I would nominate Doug Waite. I think it's time we've uh, kind of move on from the 80s Oilers glory days, and I think it's time some of those 90s and early 2000 guys get recognized. And I think... Uh, to me, one of those guys that jumps out, you know, post-80s Oilers would be Doug Waiton and, and kind of what he did for this city and what he did for this team for a very long, long time. So it's a, that probably would be my vote. Yeah, uh, no, when it comes to- I think I think he's tied. Like, he led the Oilers in scoring, I think, for eight years. Um, only Gretzky was longer. So now McDavid might pass that when his career is over at the rate he's going. But um, yep. yeah, Doug Wade for, for many years was the order's offensive catalyst. I don't think there's much debate about that. So, And you know what? People, Doug was very personable. Not that that matters, but it's an added bonus, right? Like a, a lot of Edmontonians kind of liked his personality. He had a little bit of bravado at times. You know, he, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a shrinking violet on the ice. He wasn't a very big man, but he didn't shy away from anything. Could be dirty at times. So. Um, you know, there's there's a few standout moments in his career for sure in Edmonton. So uh, I could, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if he gets a few uh, a nomination tomorrow. We'll see. It's something uh, to look forward to. Now, um, the orders added uh, Adam Ernie uh, alongside Sutter and uh, Gagne, so they'll go in with three PTOs. How many do you think sign contracts? Whether it's two way contracts, one way contracts, how many of those three do you think end up on the orders fifty man roster? I think those three are batting for one spot, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're looking at, uh, at a spot. They want a depth guy. They want a depth guy that not necessarily starts with the team here, but they want a depth guy that they can bring up if something goes wrong. They're anticipating injuries, of course, and uh, you never go through a season without injuries. So I think they, they want some guys that, that, that can play. And I think Ken Holland's always been a guy that 
He wants cheap players that can play, and he's always kind of been that way. And he has to, he basically has to do that uh, in his bottom six right now. He's got to get some guys with experience, some guys that he feels confident in throwing in there, but some guys that don't cost him a lot of money. And I think that's the situation with the three guys here. And I do think that they're going to be pitted against each other. They're going to get a lot of opportunity in the preseason, and they're going to say, hey, which one of these guys can help us most if we run into injury problems, if we run into situations where, where we need a forward to come in, if we have to you know, play some guys up in the lineup, can they fill a spot in the bottom six? So I, I really do think that they're obviously looking for a guy, and it may be a guy from the organization that kind of steps up and is able to do the job. But uh, right now I'm, I'm looking at those three PPOs, and I'm thinking, yeah, they're battling for one spot right now. Raphael Lavoie was uh, very adamant um, that there was conversations with him in the orders. So, you know, after he had uh, they put put forth a qualifying offer, then you have a few weeks to, to decide to accept it. In the meantime, you can negotiate. And the orders had obviously said, hey, you know what? If you take a league minimum deal, we'll give you more guaranteed money in the American League. And he politely declined and said, no, I'm going to make this team. I'm betting on myself. And so I can get the most money possible if I'm an NHL player. Uh, I like it. I, you know, he's betting on himself. He's a very unique, like he shoots the puck, man. He can fire the pill. And Keith Gretzky uh, said that he was their best player in Bakersfield the last four months once he got healthy. He said it wasn't really that close. He was easily their best player. What do you think his chances are of making this spot and and potentially, you know, pushing Derek Ryan to either be the fourth line center or pushing him for a spot on the right side? Well, I think they're good. And I I talked to him at uh, the Oilers Development Camp. I can't remember last time I talked to him. I talked to him recently this summer. Uh, and he, he, he's adamant that he's ready. He's, he's done everything he can do at the AHL level, and you're right. He was the best player on that team last year. He's got the size. He can skate, and he can shoot the puck. So I think he, he's ready to make that jump, and I think the fact that he, he kind of bet on himself, and he's like, no, no, I, I, I think I can crack this roster. I see there's opportunity at the bottom half of that roster. And, again, that roster's filled with, with players that don't make a lot of money. That roster's filled with character guys. And if he can be a character guy that can help on both ends of the ice, chip in offensively when he needs to, but it's going to be more importantly to what he does defensively. When you're one of those guys in the bottom six, your ideal scenario is to play even. You don't want to give up goals. You don't want to be a minus player on the bottom six. And I think if he can be a plus player in that role, yeah, he can push some of those older veterans. And I think the Oilers, you know, they would like some some youth on that on that bottom six. So, I like the fact that he's confident. I like the fact that he feels that his game really came along last year. He was the best player in Bakersfield. And uh, he's got the size and the strength to play in this league. So I think uh, he's, gonna, he, he's obviously determined. He wants to come here and win a spot. There's not a lot of spots to be won. And he's going to have to bump someone out to do that. So uh, I, I, I like the confidence and I like the idea that he, he obviously had a really good summer. And, he, and he's really confident heading into camp. The one thing I find interesting with Lavoie is I know he's a right shot, but in, in a sense, he could be competing with Dylan Holloway because let's say he outplays Dylan Holloway, for instance. You could play Warren Fogle as the third line left winger and Lavoie as the third line right winger. Because right now, a lot of people have Holloway's third line left winger and Fogel moving over to the right side where he's played a lot to play there. So, you know, two young guys that, you know, Holloway, you know, everybody expects him to make the team, but. You know what? It's kind of a competition, even though they're not on the same side. But because Fogel can play either side, I do see somewhat of a competition between those two young players. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah, you're right. Because Fogel is interchangeable. And he, and he can move up and down the lineup and he can play either side. So I absolutely think you're, you're dead on or right on, on about that. And I think, 
You're right. You're right about Holloway. Like he came in here, he made the team last year. He looked impressive early on, and he kind of had a drop off, and he didn't do much. And and obviously he didn't get recalled, and he didn't get into the into the playoffs at all. He he was skating with I think he was skating with the Black Aces. So I think he still has something to prove there. I think Dylan Holloway has to come back here and do what he did last year at training camp, and then turn some heads. And but he's got to keep going. I think it's that's the one thing that young players don't realize is. Making the team out of camp is one thing. Staying on the roster is something completely different. And if you get back, sent back down, you have to kind of impress to get back up. Mind you, Holloway did sustain that injury, so that really kind of set him back last year. But if he comes in healthy, um, I think everyone's waiting for him. I think him being a, a top graphic, he's going to get a bit more rope. He's going to get a bit more leeway to make the team. But there are guys that are competing against him. There are guys that are hungry. And he's got to come in here hungry and hungry to make the team and hungry not only to do that, but to make a contribution, you have to contribute at this level once you make the team. And I think that's the situation with, with Dylan Holloway right now. And I, I think he's capable of doing it. He's a very skilled player. He's got all the tools. It's just a matter of just keeping that drive going and keep going. And once you make the team, you have to really contribute. And I think that's the situation we're finding with those guys. DVD, Derek Van Deese joins us uh, from NHL.com, of course, a longtime reporter at the Edmonton Sun as well. A huge soccer guy. So before I let go, I have to ask you, DVD, uh, John Herdman moved on. He's now with Toronto FC. Um, do you see any obvious candidate to take over the men's national program? And is it a challenge to take that over right now when you don't really have a CBA agreement at all? Yeah, it's a huge challenge right now. And I think John Herdman, listen, he was frustrated with the program. He was frustrated with the direction of the program. He was frustrated with all the controversies in the program. And, and right now we're in an official FIFA window. Like the teams are playing international games and Canada couldn't set up a, an international game, an international friendly or anything like that. So that's going to be frustrating when you, when, you, when you have the window to play these games and either the, the, the association doesn't have the money or they couldn't set one up, or, or whatever the reason might be. It's very frustrating. And, and listen, dealing with Canada soccer for the past, whatever, eight years or what I've been there, it's a truly right now it's a dysfunctional organization. Yeah. They don't know what's going on, and I think they don't know how to handle the, this suddenly this surge of popularity in the game, and, and the national teams are doing so well. And, and that should, it's, right now should be, uh, it should be the pinnacle of Canadian soccer. But, no, what we're dealing with is, contract negotiations, uh, issues with the national team. And it's going to be tough to get someone in here uh, internationally that says, hey, who wants, to, who wants to jump into this mess? Who wants to jump into this quagmire where, you know, you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what they're doing. Uh, there's internal fighting amongst executives. Uh, it's just an absolute mess. And for John Herdman to walk away, and he's not walking away into a peachy clean situation here with Toronto FC. They're a mess as well. Like he's jumping from one mess to another mess, but I think he he feels that well. This second mess is a bit more stable than the one I'm leaving. So I think that says a lot about what's going on with Canada soccer right now, and I think that's really the issue. And this is a serious thing because Canada is supposed to host the World Cup in 2026 yeah. with the United States and Mexico. And tell you what, if FIFA says you know what, you guys have to clean up your act, and if you don't. We'll just take those nine games we're going to give to Canada, and we'll just give them to the states in Mexico. They'll be happy to take them. So that's the one thing that I'm concerned with is that if they don't clean up their act, if they don't get their things together, if they don't get their house in order, they may lose the, the World Cup in 2026, and that would be a huge travesty for Canadian soccer. Well said, DVD. Glad to have you on board, my man. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Oh, thanks a lot, and congratulations on the new show. Uh, really enjoying it. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. That's uh, Derek Mandis from NHL.com. He will join us every 
Tuesday, brought to you by NextGen Transportation. We'll take our uh, final break. We've got a lot of text to get to at 833-401-1440. It's the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta. 544. Welcome back. Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Uh, Declan Kruger, of course, uh, running everything uh, digitally online on our uh, YouTube page for uh, Orders Nation. Check it out. If you want to see the show, you can see the mall walkers as they roll on by uh, right behind us. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, you'll, we'll, we'll have some unique things we're going to do. As we get more comfortable uh, digitally, we'll, we'll have a few little uh, fun things that can only be seen. You can hear them. But sometimes seeing them is a little bit better, so you can check that out. Uh, hit the subscribe button while you're there, please. We really appreciate it. We have a little bit of gold. Anybody who subscribes automatically goes into the draw, and uh, we'll be giving away some uh, tickets to the uh, Oilers games in October. So enjoy that. A lot of text flying in right now, 833-401-1440. Boys, I'd vote for Doug Waite. He was a captain when I purchased my first set of season seats at the ripe age of 19. I didn't miss a home game for two years and always enjoyed watching him play. The majority of my paycheck went towards those tickets from J-Rock. <laughs> uh, well, you know, hey, that's a diehard fan, right? And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you had some enjoyment. Those teams were competitive, at least. They weren't, uh, when Waite was here, the orders were pretty much a playoff team every year. And, you know, unfortunately, outside of 97 and 98, they were never able to beat Dallas. But that team played hard. Right? There was rarely nights where people felt like, you know, the the energy or the effort of the team wasn't there. Hey, Greg's Tommy Salo, without question. Tommy Salo. See, I, when I look at that, I would I would have Bill Ranford and Andy Moog from goaltenders ahead of Tommy Salo, and probably Curtis Joseph. So. I think you'd have to go pretty deep. Hey, Gregor, does it have to be players? If not, I'd vote for Joey Moss. Doug, it does not have to be players. It can be anybody who is associated with the organization, whether it was owner, GM, coach, assistant coach. Uh, in the case of Joey, right, uh, training room attendant, dressing room attendant, excuse me. So you could have uh, lots of different guys, Barry Stafford, Kyle all those guys who are associated with the organization. It is about the Oilers, not just on the ice. Obviously, on the ice is is going to have a, a significant vote, I would think. But not 100% has to be a part of it. Hey, guys, what about the doctor, Randy Gregg? Yeah, another guy who was around for five Stanley Cups. Right? Low Anderson, Curry, Messier, and Fuhrer are already in. So... I could see, uh, I could see at some point, uh, the big doctor, uh, seeing himself up there. Like, man, you're around for five Stanley Cups. And he, like, Randy Gregg was just that steadying influence all the time. I, and you know what? He's been part of the Edmonton community, uh, before and after his time as an Edmonton order. And, and some might say that doesn't matter. I would, I would make an argument that I think it does to be in fact. So we'll see. There's, you know what? There's, it's it's a good problem to have some good discussion and debates over people that you think are uh, are qualified to get in. Hey, Greg, congratulations on the new show, Amazing Guests. Uh, Acarius and Low Tide available live on uh, YouTube from uh, Donnie M. Uh, not right away, Donnie, because we didn't want to overwhelm our digital team. But yes, the goal is eventually that'll be coming. So uh, we have our show live on YouTube. Uh, we have Carius's show recorded 
All right. And uh, lots of the clips will go up on Facebook and social media posts and everything like that. And then as we grow, uh, you know, that's the whole goal. But uh, anybody who, who has a company or a business, uh, you don't get to do everything you want right off the top. It, uh, you know, there's obviously costs and, and, and many other different things that, that go into it. But it's definitely um, something that will uh, happen. So we'll see. Hey, Gregor, what a banger. Jay-Z with Punjabi MC. We need some more Punjabi music on sports radio from uh, Manny D of Bill's Mafia. That is a good, that is a banger of a song. I will agree with you. I like it. I like it a lot. So, you know what? Uh, the con man, he's very eclectic choice of music. He has a wide <laughs> range, which is good, right? Uh, I, I think if you're a fan of almost any genre of music, at some point you're going to hear a song that connects to that genre from the con man. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of broke open the vault here, where we've got a lot more music than we had even a day ago. Right? Like you said, every day something new happens here, around here, and we're starting to just get it all going. I say by next week we're going to be you know working at a hundred percent efficiency. Life will be good. So, yeah, Punjabi MC. That's a, Declan hadn't heard that one. I had. I feel like we just introduced himself and hopefully some other listeners uh, to a new genre there. Hey, Greg's. the question is, can Adam earn himself a contract from Huffy the Clown on uh, YouTube? Huffy, uh, Gene Principe, would uh, like his line back, but I'll give you credit. That was pretty good. Not going to lie. Pretty good. Uh, coming up tomorrow, who is it Wednesday? I've got some good hints coming up in hour number two tomorrow. Um, you know what? Uh, we have actually have our, we have three of the next four weeks already booked for who is it Wednesday. Uh, I'm excited about that. And the uh, the fourth one is very close to getting finalized, which would be nice. And um, you know what? I I know we got a lot of good feedback from uh, from Kelly Buckberger last week. Uh, people like the, the kind of the long form interview that we do. It, it's not necessarily about today's goings on. It's a lot about career path. And so we will have athletes, but we're going to have coaches. We're, we're going to have, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to find lots of different avenues in sporting world because hey let's be real there's a small 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 percentage of people that can be professional athletes as players and they're very gifted but there's other jobs within pro sports that you can have if it interests you scouting you know management whether you want to be a therapist you know there's lots of different angles to go and so we're going to touch on on people from a lot of those different ones coaches of course and in different fields so i'm quite looking forward to having uh, you know, a, a different type of topic. It's I can tell you right now, it's not always going to be a hockey guest. And I think, you know what? It's it's kind of like we're combining story time into uh, who is it Wednesday a little bit for those of you who uh, who listened before and uh, and understood what uh, what story time means. So that's uh, good. Hey guys, uh, Joey's a lock, but it should be a separate ceremony. Norm and a combine. Well, I'm curious, Norm. Why would it be separate? Right. Um, you know, I know. Unfortunately, Joey's passed away. But there, you know, there's people in in all sorts of halls who uh, who get put in, you know, after they passed away. Unfortunately, it's just kind of how it goes. Right? They when when Joy was alive, this this honor wasn't around. So, um, I, I wouldn't have it as a as a separate one. Would you, Cons? I mean, I I get what he's saying. Maybe just because Joey to so many people was so special, but going in alongside 
one of the guys that he loved, I think that would be very cool as well. You know, if it was someone that had been with the organization for a long time, uh, wore the C. I'm, I'm hinting at Doug Waite here. But someone he was around for a long period of time, I think that would be special as well. And I think for his family, that'd be very cool too. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, guys, just want to say as much as I miss Struddy, I love the new format. Different guest hosts each day. It's great. That one comes in from Josh in uh, St. Albert. Well, yeah, you know what, Josh? That's great because the thing was, Struddy was really the only ever regular co-host I've had in the in the 22 years of hosting. Uh, I used to have, for a long time, it was just me. And then, we, you know, we had uh, producer and op and Fraser and then... Uh, uh, we, we had Meg and of course, uh, Majo and Connor. But when I, when I brought in, like, I used to have daily different co-hosts before we had Brownlee and we had Speck and we had Dan Barnes and we had quite a few other different ones over the years. And so it's not new to me, but I get it because, you know, Struddy was with us for five years and, you know, hopefully we'll be back in the future. I just love the fact that he made a decision. He wants to be a dad now. He wants to be home with his kids after school. And how can you fault him for that? It's amazing. I think, you know what, if you're in a position that you can do that as a father, it's great. I've said it many times. I think that there's a little bit at times an undervaluing of the importance of fathers. I think they're just as important as mums. And it's something to be applauded, in my opinion, that uh, what Struddy and, and lots of other guys have done that say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to be there. And trust me, you can read. There's, there's lots of studies on it that say kids hugely benefit. From, uh, from having dad around more often. So good for him that he's able to do it. And he still joins us on Tuesdays, which is a lot of fun. On behalf of Connor Halley, I'm Jason Greger. Uh, great lineup from Conman and uh, and Brad Slater. Jarius Jackson. We had Bill Bender. Brian Burke, who is the executive director now for the uh, the Women's Players Association for their new league. We had Struddy, Spectre, Derek Van Deese, and of course our Tuesday co-host, Sean Brown. If you missed any of the interviews, they're at jasongregor.com. The podcast will be up wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can re-watch the show live on YouTube if you like. Rewind and see what's going on. Check it out, Orders Nation YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. On behalf of Cons, I'm Jason Greger. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Uh, let's get to the final Sports 1440 update of the night. Brought to you by Ewell. Give you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact EWEL to discuss how they can partner with your success. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 